Okay, we're we're good. We're live. We're live. Sorry. Um, sabah, everybody. Sabah, and welcome back. I hope the audio's playing well. Let me know in the comments below. Hope you guys are doing good. I see Jimmy Fire Dragons in there. I see Earl Owens. Uh, Greg is in there. And again, hopefully you guys are having a great Saturday. Um, this is other another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Although I have a feeling. Um, we're actually getting ever so closely to the 100th episode. So today's episode 97 on November 20th, 2021. And um, I'm actually coming to you from uh, the MediaTek Tech Summit. Uh, essentially, yesterday and the day before was the Tech Summit here in Laguna Beach. And there was a lot of information announced. Specifically, we're going to talk about information. This little guy, the Dimensity 9000 SoC or chipset um, featuring new technologies, 4 nanometer technology, specifically from MediaTek just announced a couple of days ago to power the flagship experience that MediaTek is now jumping into in 2021. Um, Andrew Fortin's in there as well. Um, morning, TK, <laughs> Greg. Uh, please let me know how's the audio in this. I am using the Liberty 3 Pros and I'm also doing a little bit of a hacking because I need to show you guys an interview that I did with Finbar. Uh, and Finbar Moynihan is the uh, VP of Marketing in the US and the European market for uh, MediaTek. So, a uh, little bit of background how things have been going. Uh, it's been an interesting week. It's been a busy week. Uh, last couple of days have been definitely very busy. Uh, we pushed out a video earlier in the week talking about the Pixel 6 Pro, living with it for the last three weeks, and let's talk. Um, I'm not, I'm not, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, hold on, let me see. Maybe I can fix the audio a little bit. Let me see here. Okay, is it better now? Let me know if it's a little bit better. Um, it seems like at least on the meter from my side, it shows like it sounds uh, okay. Um, Dominic Juan, Sabah Hatike, audio is fine. Uh, have you gotten to test any of this? So um, I posted some questions yesterday and I got some answers and I was able to get some of those answers, uh, some of those questions answered by uh, Finbar. Unfortunately, they did not have any uh, any hardware to test. Uh, the, uh, the hardware availability right now, they're projecting it to be in Q1 or first quarter of 2021. Um, and for the most part, we got the, we got a chance to play with these guys. This is the, the actual SOC itself. This is what the Dimensity 9000 is going to look like inside of other devices or devices that are powered by different companies. I asked the question very blatantly, and we're gonna we're gonna actually get a chance to look at the interview uh, real quick. And I do want to actually do a few bits where I want to showcase some parts of the interview, but I also want to talk to you guys about some of those. I felt like it was this an important thing. I couldn't have done the uh, a live interview with Finbar online with you, with everybody with us and then make sure that everything was kind of coordinated correctly. But at least this way we're able to kind of discuss it. Uh, the video is going to go uh, be become available on the channel. Um, I think just uh, for anybody that wants to be able to check it out after the podcast is over. Uh, it's about a 15, 16 minute interview with Finbar talking about all the tech. Um, uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, Marco, thank you very much. I hope, hopefully, my own, my main goal essentially is if you if you were just listening to it, it makes sense. That audio wise, part of that. Um, and then the other video that I posted, which I'm not 100% sure if I want to keep uh, at this point, was a, a Tesla video that I posted regarding uh, how to customize your tires. So I may I may end up redoing that video. I'm not I'm not 100% comfortable with it, but I just I wish there was a way for us to replace videos as opposed to just you know. But it is what it is. The uh, the other thing that I was really focusing on, obviously, was MediaTek. Uh, the event actually started on uh, Thursday morning and it went through Friday afternoon. Uh, and of course, if you guys were following, I'm sure you guys probably already uh, saw uh, they had us do some tacos at the end, you know, with technologies powered by MediaTek, uh, specifically the June oven, which I didn't realize was uh, basically running off of MediaTek technology. 
the entire two days event was packed with a lot of information. Uh, I was hoping to get some hands-on with some devices. Again, unfortunately, we're not going to see some of that till probably first quarter of the year. But they did promise that they were actually going to start demonstrating what Wi-Fi 7's capabilities are going to be at CES. So they're going to have a, a demonstration or a portion of their, their presence at CES, and I'm hoping to be able to get some of that on camera. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again at CES in a few, in about a month and a half, actually. It's not that long. But the big news, and, you know, we talked about it on Wednesday, on Thursday uh, with Juan Carlos as well, was the announcement of the Dimensity 9000, or the D9K, as I'm not going to call it from now on, because essentially it's, it's, it's literally their flagship SOC. It's a massive jump from their 1200. Um, and what they were trying to do with it and what was their aspiration. So we're going to definitely get a chance to see there. Um, oh, my God. Dude, I appreciate it. Always, always appreciate it. Now, the reason why I was excited about this meeting, this event as well from MediaTek is because the reality is, okay, we have a certain number of players when it comes to SOCs that work on multiple devices. I'm not going to, I'm not specifically focusing on the A15 or I'm not also focusing on the Tensor or even the Exynos because those chipsets only reside in specific devices, right? Tensor is only going to show up in pixels and, you know, uh, Exynos is only going to show up in Samsung devices in specific markets. And then the A15 or anything A series from Apple is only going to show up on Apple devices. I'm specifically talking about MediaTek and Qualcomm. Um, because those are two processors that typically go in, they compete in many areas as far as, far as technologies and, and SOCs. We've seen a, a somewhat of a shift in 2021. And I'm hoping you guys also noticed that, that a lot of the mid-rangers from some of the main manufacturers, I'm talking Oppo, Xiaomi, uh, Realme, uh, uh, you know, Redmi, even uh, down to even OnePlus, shifting from a Qualcomm chipset for their mid-rangers to a MediaTek chipset. Um, even LG at one point last year, um, they did with Velvet when they released it in the U.S. on T-Mobile. They released it with a MediaTek chipset to kind of counterpart the 765G that we got with the Qualcomm version of the, uh, the Velvet. Now, again, we realize that LG is no longer in the game as far as that, but I, this would have been an amazing entryway for MediaTek to start focusing and showcasing their capabilities. But what we see now is that, you know, MediaTek is no longer just trying to be they're no longer comfortable being just in the mid-range. They want to move up to the next level. They want to do flagship type of experience. So it, it's very much a, a good experience, good move for them. Um, uh, Savan's asking, hey, TK, uh, okay, uh, let's do this real quick. Okay, so here's the question. It's like, why is me, so, uh, I'm sorry, why is MediaTek cheap? Why is the Men's City 9000 doesn't support 2K screens? Are they, uh, are they um, indirectly uh, targeting budget, uh, which it would full HD? So uh, they did actually they, are, they did say at the event that they are going to support 2K at 144, which is actually a higher resolution than what current Qualcomm offerings are offering us, which is QHD at two, uh, sorry 2K at 120 hertz, which is what we see mostly, like you know the S21 Ultra, the Oppo's, the OnePluses. So as far as resolutions on displays, no, they're definitely going to be hitting the the four, you know the 2K at 144 hertz, as well as for 1080p, which you're, we see a lot of devices supporting 1080p resolutions even to this day, uh, like MediaTek, not MediaTek, like Xiaomi will probably put out a device that supports, like the Mi, uh, the Mi 11 Pro will have a QHD 120, but the, uh, the Mi 11 will have a 1080p 120. So we still see high resolution, and MediaTek is going to take it to the 180 hertz refresh rate uh, territory. Um, 144 has been the best. 165, I want to say, was the best that we saw from uh, the ROG. That was also a 1080p resolution. So for sure, they're definitely doing great. Now, to answer your first question, when you say, why is MediaTek cheap? Now, MediaTek as a product or as a company is doesn't actually sell anything specifically to you, right? 
you don't buy, uh, you know, we're not going to buy a pair of earbuds that are going to say these are the MediaTek 1000. No, MediaTek is actually in a lot of our favorite devices. Now, if you use anything Amazon, if you use a smart TV or if you use uh, like a, some of the Chromebooks on the market, they shared with us a, a Lenovo one. They're powered by MediaTek. So MediaTek is the, the powerhouse, the processing power, the SOC, the computing power inside of a lot of our smarter devices, IoT specifically. There's a lot of presence for them. They're known for being affordable because they're not trying to take the limelight. They're not making a specific product. They're known for, at least in the, in, in the manufacturing, with the chipset manufacturing within the last couple of years, into be in more of the mid-range, cost-effective, and power-efficient chipsets that are available. So the, eight, uh, the Dimensity series, the 800, 1000, 1000 you know, the 1100, and 1200, have all focused on budget to mid-range type of an experience. And now we're seeing the 9000 jumping into the flagship because not only are they going to the to like they went from seven nanometers to four nanometer architecture they're also trying to go in with a higher with the x2 uh, you know prime core is going to be an x2 at 3.05 gigahertz um the, the architecture is very different than what we've seen from from mediatek in the past and they're still following obviously the arm the, the arm uh, architecture which is pretty much Kind of indicative to what we could potentially be seeing in the future from Qualcomm. I mean, the uh, the 898 is uh, rumored, obviously, well, not rumored. The 898 should be announced in another couple of weeks. So this information is going to be obviously we'll, we'll be able to start looking at some of those informations. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, it, it's they're not cheap. It's not it's not in that sense. They're more cost effective, um, and they've always targeted to be in products that are typically more cost effective for people. And I think some people who uh, associate cheap to low quality and that's seriously the further from the truth when it comes to media tech their focus is to be optimized and functional at a low cost and this has been literally their mantra for quite some time and i, I do want to say this that you know although i was invited by media tech and i'm here obviously you know they, they paid for my expenses for this trip and so on the opinions i'm sharing with you guys is literally out of me using their products i mean i've used the nord 2 i've used the reno um, they had a, a plethora of devices that were showing up on the floor Really, I, I've tried most of those devices. Even the Vivo um, X70 Pro, uh, which I think Juan has still, and I'm going to hopefully be able to borrow from him, is featuring a MediaTek Dimensity 1200 Vivo, which is, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But thank you for that question, uh, uh Hopefully that kind of uh, got me the answer right there. Uh, Mark Speck is in there. Hey, guys. Uh, Chemi, hey, man. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Hope you guys are doing good. Uh, I see. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 1080p really... Uh, Okay, so here, actually, Greg is actually a pretty good, pretty good question. Um, 1080p is actually not bad. We did at one point when we were starting to see a lot of rise into, you know, QHD, 4K displays. Sony obviously has some amazing technologies in there. The reality of the matter is a 1080p or a, 4, or a 2K is roughly the middle ground, which like covers 90% of the spectrum of what devices are. There's still some 720p. I mean, Motorola just announced a couple of devices. One of them, I think, was 720. Uh, but the reality of the matter is, 1080p is a very good resolution, and if you marry that with a high refresh rate, you actually get a slightly different experience than what you you know, what we were used to with the 1080p 60 frame resolution. So keep in mind, 180 frames per second may be specific to certain apps, but your scrolling is going to feel faster, your UI elements are going to be running faster, depending on the applications that you're using, especially uh, um, scrolling-based applications are going to run much better. And again, they're pushing it to the 180 hertz refresh rate, which is definitely meaning that the touch sampling is going to be multiplied to 360. So keep those in mind. Those are things you have to keep in mind that the touch sensitivity for gaming is going to be much better. And you're going to be enjoying a lot of lot more content on this when you're able to see the fluidity of the UI elements. So I, I, I'm with Greg there. It's definitely very, very nice. 
Um, Dominic, jumping in with that one. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, MediaTek is cheap because they have a very little market share on smartphones processors, and that's a true statement. They're in the market, but they're not necessarily in the high-end market yet. Also, uh, the engineers' uh, uh, wages in Taiwan are cheap and, uh, than the ones in America, which I would also kind of put that in there into a kind of a perspective, realistically. Yeah, cost of manufacturing, cost of things. I mean, uh, MediaTek is based out of Taiwan, which Qualcomm is the opposite. So we, there are certain things there. But I also feel like it, uh, you know, smartphones are, is not the only base, is, is not the source, is not the only source of income for MediaTek as some other companies like, you know, Qualcomm is mostly in, in um, I would probably say they're in mobile devices, you know, PCs, uh, you know, uh, ARM-based PCs and so on. Uh, but Qualcomm is not into providing chips for IoT-based devices into, you know, there are, you know, the Qualcomm tablets and so on. You know what I mean, though? Their presence isn't really focused specifically on being in that mobile. I mean, MediaTek seriously is in, they had a soap dispenser on the on the show floor. They had a, a you guys probably already know, the Power Peloton um, hardware. Uh, they are into, uh, they, they're actually into a, a toothbrush by, I mentioned this on Thursday, uh, a toothbrush made by Braun, uh, or sorry, Oral-B, uh, where it was powered by Alexa. And the base has a built-in echo that plays music when you're brushing your teeth. So again, they're very much diverse. I think their approach is also still, because their market share is not as great, they're going to be more incentivized to provide more competitive comp uh, pricing. The question, though, still comes up with, will the 9000 deliver on these promises? Does it provide us a uh, the, the experience that we were expecting? And that's what I'm waiting for. That's the exciting part that I'm waiting for for Q1. And I'm hoping, this is just a hope at this point, is that as CES, some OEMs may have some access to early prototypes or something like that that we can double, you know, check in and see maybe we can, you know, just see actual hardware running the Nancy 9000. End of Q1 may seem like it's very soon, but it's something that we need to keep in mind. I mean, that's literally about four months, right? By then, we're going to have the 898 coming out, the devices starting to come out, and a whole bunch of stuff. So I think the, the reality is we need to kind of, um, set our expectations to match what it's supposed to be. So we'll see. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, is it not the Dimensity 1200 Ultra and the XP, uh, the X70 Pro Plus? No, so the X70 Pro Plus, if I'm not mistaken, is a Qualcomm chipset. And the X70 Pro, which is minus the plus, is the 1200 Vivo. Um, MediaTek, uh, which is an interesting approach, I, I haven't seen other manufacturers that make SOCs do this. They have a project called Dora, which uh, Dora, uh, and what they do essentially is that they are making custom chipsets or custom versions of their chipset for different manufacturers. So if you guys remember from the uh, from the Nord 2 when we, when we started looking at that device, uh, the Nord 2 is featuring a, a Dimensity 1200 AI for OnePlus. Uh, if we switch it over to, I think it was at Reno, I want to, I may be wrong, but the Reno has a 1200 uh, Ultra. And then that's still a 1200 chipset, but it's customized to work for, uh, for, you know, for Reno, for open devices. And then, of course, Vivo had their version, which was the 1200 Vivo. Um, let me see if I have a picture. Let me show you guys what I mean. Here, let me see. Is that, is that the picture I'm looking at? Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, okay, so that's the picture. Let me see. Okay, let me share the screen real quick with you guys. And you'll see what I mean. Um, I, so, I, yeah, I took a lot of pictures. This may not be the best picture, but it will be the picture we look at. Uh, so here, this is this kind of hopefully this kind of answers the question for you, uh, Jimmy, real quick. So you'll notice um, on the left side, we obviously were looking at the Vivos and so on, but you can see the d different dimensities, right? So uh, Nord 2 is Dimensity AI. Um, and then, of course, Walpo's Reno 6 Pro is 1200. Uh, and if we jump down to the Vivo X70 Pro, which is the one at the bottom, this is the Dimensity 1200 Vivo. 
So there is certain versions of it. And I forgot which one had the Ultra. I could have been wrong. I thought Arena was it. But essentially, yeah, uh, there are different versions. And there's the 800, you know, the 1100 and so on. Um, but speaking of which, since we that we have this one, let's 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 do this. Um, I had the chance, and 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 I do want to say, I'm. For okay, so for 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 where I am and what was what was going on, I'm very grateful that MediaTek and and RacePoint, um, you know, worked and allowed me to be part of this event. And the fact that I was able to sit down and talk at the Ben Bar was also a very nice thing. So this interview is not long; it's about a 14 minute interview. Uh, interview, and I, what I want to do is I want to go through parts of this and I want to discuss these things with you guys because there are some things obviously we covered and we talked about. Uh, we talk about the Dimensity 9000. We talk about their new Wi-Fi chipsets. We also talk about the fact that, you know, what's going on with the next series of the 1200. I mean, obviously, everybody's um, loving the fact that, you know, 9000 is going to be the best thing ever. We don't have hardware yet, so we couldn't really test it. But what is going to go with what's going to happen with the 1200 series and the 11 series, the mid-rangers and the, and the budget series? Are they what's the evolutionary upgrades that we're going to be going through there? Um, so let me real quick just see if any more questions we can answer and then we can jump into that uh music well uh, uh believe it or not it's kind of a weird thing but it's 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 interesting right when you brush your teeth that's like literally one of the most weirdest times like you're just sitting there and you're listening to yourself brushing especially if you're using an electric toothbrush so anything that can actually kind of make it a little bit less you know uh concerning and also the fact uh, for kids and, and people that need to do the actual work correctly you could definitely set yourself up with a like you know play my you know play the song that that plays for two minutes so i can brush my teeth for that long and, and you won't feel the time passing i think it's entertaining it's good um so ahmed is saying i hope it's not just numbers it, it's not going to be just numbers because so there's there's a little bit of heritage that we need to keep in mind okay this is based on the arm architecture this is based on everything that other manufacturers use to build their socs they're not they're not creating the wheel they're basing their they're basically starting to jump on and say look we're going to start using the higher end reference points we're not going to go into mid-rangers so the x2 this is this could potentially be some of the stuff we hear from qualcomm but different you know tuned into a specific different area now keep in mind they use the molly gpu as opposed to where qualcomm uses their own which is the adreno so you kind of keep, keep also some of the benefits of the different gpu performance um, now it's just something for mediatek to to move forward in the, in the future of smartphones we want to have that opportunity to see what they offer right we want to have them prove what they have and, and I thought, and I, and I kind of mentioned this to them as well. I said, look, the reality of the matter is we're all excited about the main information. It is new. It's it's really now. It's sexy and everything. But we need to get hardware because that's really where where we start seeing. And, and this is where I kind of follow with Ahmed's uh, comment. Yeah, the proof will be in the pudding. And I'm not really worried that they're not going to be able to deliver. I'm, wor I'm I'm not necessarily worried. It's more about I want it now. <laughs> this is literally like my experience. I wanted all that hardware now. I wanted to see what they could do with that now. So again, I can't wait to see how that kind of goes from there. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, Dominic was jumping back then. Okay, so here, uh, Rajiv is saying, I think phones are fast enough. Just make the phone that makes, uh, that makes uh, godlike photos and videos. And I think those are the big things that we have to experience. I've said this before. I think we are at the point where our hardware is beyond what we need on the daily activities. The hardware is much faster than what we need. Software optimization, better camera performance, better better camera uh, processing, and that was a big big factor in there that I appreciated in the in the, in the meeting of the briefing yesterday. So yesterday they brought Micron in there. If you guys are not familiar, Micron makes um, storage basically. It's, uh, let's just say this one. If you've heard of LPDDR4, 5, all of that stuff, that's the memory that runs everything. 
The LPDDR5X, which is their, what they're working right now with Micron to bring in with the Dimensity 9000, is going to bring in so much more improvements and processing improvements over on your device, not only from the sense of allowing RAM access to be much faster. You know, the demo that they're actually explaining is the fact that if you remember ever taking a night shot, any smartphone that supports night mode or something, you end up having to take a phone, you, you bring it up, and then you have to hit that button and wait for that five seconds or so for it to actually kind of kick in. That effect is due to the fact that it's a it's a massively memory intensive activity. It loads a whole bunch of data into memory to basically uh, expose the data, and it takes time for it to send and receive, send and receive, send and receive. LPDDR5X is going to be able to reduce that to basically from five seconds to two to three seconds, like a serious improvement over performance from having to tell everybody freeze for five seconds. It's a life changing experience, and you won't realize it now because we're talking mostly. But if you're in that mode and you're trying to take pictures of family members, and you know, especially if you have kids. They don't, they don't want to just sit there for too long. Uh, this is definitely going to be a very good improvement for us. So I'm very excited to see what they're offering. That's that's really, um, it, it's it's one thing to work with OEMs, you know, the makers of the phones, but it's an exciting part to talk about the companies that put together the processing power behind it. I'm actually looking very much forward to seeing what Qualcomm has to offer in a couple of weeks. That's going to be a big part of what I'm, I'm really excited about because, again, uh, last year was a very weird year for everybody, right? The 888... Um, has been a, a serious contender, but we've had concerns with heating, uh, you know, and performance, uh, throughput performance. Um, and then we had different implementations of how things were going. MediaTek wasn't dealing with any of the heat thing situation because they were running on the 1200 and they're providing us a very good mid-ranger uh, 765G experience kind of from the Qualcomm side. Uh, but you still saw some benefits over on the Qualcomm side because, they, again, you got years of improvements there. What I was trying to, I guess, get to, MediaTek is truly trying to just say, look, we need to jump into this. We need to do this. And I'm excited to see what they can offer. And I'm hoping to see that what they deliver is on and above what we see, what we saw from the, from the, uh, from the briefings last yesterday. So for sure. Let me see here. Uh, da, 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 Greg. Oh, dude, Aditya, thank you very much for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. Um, I know I have that video set, kind of set up there. We're going to turn it on. Uh, you deserve the recognition, TK. Thank you very much, TK Arbay. TK is getting the recognition he deserves onward and upward. Um, it is, it actually was a very, it is actually not was, it is a very, um, very humbling experience, honestly, the last couple of days. Um, if you guys are familiar with Brandon Lee, uh, I got a chance to spend some time with him yesterday. Awesome guy. Uh, and I also, <laughs> I found out that there's something actually, some of the people that work over on, uh, with uh, MediaTek in the management department, actually, or one of them was Lebanese, like a buddy of mine from Lebanon. It's like, and he was what. He, he saw my Twitter uh, handle and he noticed that there was some Arabic writing in there. And he's like, hey, are you Arabic by any chance? I said, yes, I'm from Lebanon. He's like, yep, I'm in the same. So like, it was a very, very surreal, but also very familiar and very easy and approachable. I, I don't know how to explain. The, 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 the philosophy of MediaTek as a company is very approachable. The conversations are easy to have. Uh, their team, uh, the, either PR or even executives are also very, very nice. So. Let's talk real quick. Thank you very much, DT, again for the super chat. I I, I really really appreciate it. Um, and oh, let me see here. Did I miss something? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. So uh, with the DT in there, um, El Jos is in there. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, I'll say hi real quick to everybody else as well. Earl always a DT. Our Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch of our channel, Chemi. Uh, okay. So correct with Chemi's questionnaires. TK, do you think we would uh, we will be able to do some sort uh, some shorts with all uh, the people over there? There's going to be some, uh, there's, so tonight's event is, well, today's more of a free day, they call it, but we still have a dinner tonight. Um, I will take on that challenge. I will put together a short 
showing everybody in there. I'm going to walk around, I'm going to say hi to everybody, and we're going to get it in there. And I'm hoping going to be hopefully be able to do it in under 60 seconds so that it becomes a qualifies as a short. So that's my goal. I'm going to try to do that tonight. Uh, there's a lot of people, and I'm sure most of them are going to be there. I'm worried some may have left, like Saf. Um, I don't know if Saf and Edabong are going to be there, but I know Edabong mentioned that he should. We'll, we'll be able to, uh, there, was, there was some, I think there's a few pictures there that I may be able to throw in there. I took some pictures with them. Uh, yesterday's cooking event was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's that's a great idea, Jimmy. I loved your idea last time, by the way, when we did the how many how many Sony devices do I have in my uh, in my home? That actually that that reel over on Instagram did very very well. A lot of people were interested to see that. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, TK here real quick. Um, uh, Savan's asking TK take this with Dimensity twelve hundred in the Nord two, especially in India, it got blasted uh, blasted for it. So I heard about those things. Yes, and I think it's only battery issues in the Nord two, not MediaTek issue. And I agree with you on that one. Uh, so I heard about those. There were some concerns in there with uh, with those, and I, I think it's probably more so uh, to the manufacturing of the battery and maybe some being impurities in there. It should not be the case. We all know, obviously, smartphones, and we use them on a daily basis. Uh, so I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a MediaTek concern. I think it's more something OnePlus needs to investigate and find out how to, how to take care of. Now, the one part I'm, I'm also kind of interested in is I did not hear of any cases like this in other places where the Nord 2 is available, specifically the European market. So it's interesting to see potentially where we, it could be basically maybe traced back to a specific uh, manufacturing area. Um, I am, if I'm not mistaken, I do think that most devices, although maybe manufactured in Asia, not necessarily are all in the same region, depending on where they're going. Uh, but well, yeah, it's something that uh, it's concerning, kind of brings us back a little bit to where Samsung was a few years ago. But um, hopefully this is not something that's going to keep going. But I, I'm with you. Oh, Marco, thank you very much for the super chat. Again, um, everybody, thank you for hanging out and, and kicking it with us and, and having a good good fun Saturday morning. Uh, well, Saturday morning for me and hopefully a good Saturday, depending on what part of the time, what the day is for you. Um, thank you for all, for all you do, TK. Thank you very much. The content you created and share with us is informative and entertaining. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that you enjoy it. And I hope that it comes off uh, when I'm sharing it, that it is also coming from a place of enjoyment on my side as well. Because... I share with you guys things that I enjoy. It, I don't try to go out of my way to cut things just because to put them together. Uh, like the thing I did yesterday with the well, unboxing the MediaTek Dimensity 9000. It, I mean, it was seriously like one of the coolest thing ever to be able to actually get it. And um, I don't know where they put the case. I think my son, I guess, I'm not sure if Omar has it, but um, they gave us like a nice little lock case and they had everybody sitting there trying to figure out the combination and everything. So it was exciting. They kept it nice. They kept it light. And, um, but I'll share with you guys as much as I can tonight, for sure, for sure. Thank you very much on that one. Uh, okay, let me jump in real quick. Uh, glad you made it to MediaTek. Thank you, Aditya. Uh, honestly, I, I was, it was a very, it was a big change. As you guys know, I'm, I'm no longer contributing to the XDA channel. Uh, this is something that has um, been going on for about a couple of months now. And I, I just, I haven't been going on publicly saying, you know, I'm not working with them. The reality of the matter is I will always have a big part of my heritage and my history at XDA. Right, 11 plus years of work is not just going to disappear. So the reality is, I'm just focusing on my channels now, TK Bay and the Tantaric Bay, and a little bit of a teaser. It looks like I, uh, so I'm I'm debating, and I do want to bring this up a little bit later on, but I'm debating about possibly renaming the 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 the, the actual podcast uh, to something a little bit more Android specific, and I probably want to see if there's any any help that you guys can maybe throw my way. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. So thank you, appreciate it, man. Um, okay, so here, uh, I was asking a quick question. I have one question. Why why the old chips don't have um, absolutely any heat issues? 
So it's not necessarily the, that they they didn't have any each. Any device that you use, regardless of how old it is and where, if you use it for gaming, right? And just to be specific, the the heating concerns that we're talking about the eight eighty eight are not running on, uh, you know, like I would say, not say idle mode, but like general usage, you're probably not going to notice too much of it. Uh, if you start gaming, if you start content creation, meaning you're you're shooting video, you're editing video, you're doing producing content where it's, it, it it leverages a lot of the GPU power that we're running on the uh, on the on the eight eighty eight. Um, that's when you started seeing some of those uh, temperature increases. Now, even the early, earlier generation, the A65, the A15, all of those had, they warm up. It's part of how things are because when you're playing a game and or if, let's say you're shooting content for quite some time, your uh, the ISPs or the, uh, the image signal processors are all running at full speed. Your processor is running on, uh, depending on what you're doing at, uh, at a certain level of speed. The battery is being taxed. Your display is probably running at 100%. If you're not charging the device, everything is running at, and of course, if you're connected and you're streaming, you have to add the modem and all of that stuff. Most of that stuff generate temperature rises, and you feel that on the phone. The 888 just took it further because uh, it was having concerns maintaining and dissipating the heat, and I felt like part of that was also based on the fact that OEMs didn't address the heat. They didn't manage the heat as much as, as, much as they could have based on the fact that they used or their expectations were that the heat generated uh, from this chip Going to be very similar to the 865 and what we've seen in the past. So I think when we saw some companies trying to address it, like OnePlus with throttling, and I'm not going to deny the fact that Samsung does throttling out of the box. They don't turn on the full power of the 888. Uh, that was their attempts to manage some of those temperatures. Um, so where we say older chips, they were also not power hungry. The demanding processing power that we had before were not at the same level. Hardware right now is seriously pushing the limits. We're dropping down to four nanometers right now with MediaTek. Um, Qualcomm is on the five nanometer chipset with the 888. There's potentially, you know, maybe they could go down to four nanometers also with the 898. Again, the if they follow the same architecture, there's potentially, you know, a lot of improvements, but there's still potentially also a lot of power draw um, based on what we're doing. Long story long, which I'm not trying to shoot it in that sense. What we're looking here is and better optimizations. Uh, the, the temperatures are obviously going to be one of my biggest things to focus on when we're looking at devices, be it a Dimensity or be it, a, you know, a media, sorry, a Qualcomm 898 or whatever that, whatever the next SOC is. And I do apologize. This hotel's chairs are very um, low, so I'm having to readjust. So I'm with you, and I, and I do understand what you mean on that one. Uh, Dominic, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! You guys are doing like a one-two punch at me this morning. Okay, so Dominic, thank you very much for the super chat. Um, is do is MediaTek going to improve uh, its firmware support? MediaTek has in its very re reputation for not performing its firmware in open source. So one of the things I did I, I did post a question, and they said they were going to get back to me as far as you know releasing the, the kernel source and so on and being more compliant with uh, you know on release time and so on. Uh, I didn't get a chance to ask them about firmware update, but I do have the ability of posting that question to them this afternoon and hopefully be able to get back to you. I'm probably thinking, so if I was at, if I was in charge of some of this and what I would look for essentially, when you ramp up to start competing in that, in that level, being going into flagship and that type of an experience, um, it definitely needs to be obviously provided that for, you need to do the right due diligence by it and provide better update and better support. And of course, firmware update and support lifecycle for these devices, we need to make sure that are applied because that impacts how you get software updates and Android updates as down the road. So those are some things that we're also going to need to see once we see the devices come up. Um, and also, uh, the, my hope is that also the OEMs are focusing on providing and passing through the firmware updates that they receive from MediaTek for those SOCs. So a lot of times we don't get them directly. I know I know uh, Qualcomm did a little bit of firmware update for their GPUs with the series from the 865 onwards. 
but very few companies allowed us to do it. And we're very, I mean, how many of us really get GPU updates? I want to say Samsung may have pushed one since it was released. Um, and I think on the, the on the um, Insider phone, I haven't seen actually one come out for the GPU yet, but there are some updates in there. Hopefully that kind of gets it there. Okay. Oops, sorry. Uh, probably because the older chips aren't overclocked. And that, well, that also could be the, the other performances, depending on what you're looking for and what the performance on the chips were done. Um, sorry, yeah, we're already missing Michelle Roman at XDA. Your thoughts on it? Michelle is actually an amazing guy. I, I wish, I, uh, I'm hopefully, if, if everything works out great, I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. He's in, he's in my area uh, and we're gonna get a chance to hang out a little bit. Um, an amazing guy, uh, a lot of work, very dedicated. I've had a, the, the opportunity to travel with him on a multiple era, multiple trips and cover multiple events with him. Um, an amazing guy. I, it's sad to see that he left the XCA team, but I'm sure that where he's going right now is uh, probably a more, a, a more, I was gonna say a better, a better, I'm not gonna say better work. It's, it's something that he wanted to do is what I'm trying to say. I'm sure he wouldn't have left XCA if this is, if uh, what he wanted to do was just you know, to do work there. Obviously, he's moving on to something bigger and better. And I'm hoping that, you know, uh, I think with the company that they're working in, they're growing and they're hiring some more people. So we'll have to see. Uh, but I do feel like it was a, I, I felt like the whole team felt like it was a loss, obviously. And, and I'm sure it, everybody knows. Uh, again, Michelle was the face of the portal. And for the longest time, I was the face of the YouTube site. So it was kind of like, you know, a brethren uh, combo there between Michelle and myself. And, um, but yeah, I, I, he and I talked. And last time, two years ago, uh, we both went to Qualcomm, uh, the media tech, tech uh, not the media, the Qualcomm Tech Summit in uh, in Maui. So that was also one of our last. Actually, that was the last time we traveled together. Yeah, but I'll, I'll let him know. I'll, I'll let him know. I mean, obviously, a lot of people love him, and he's great, and he still is very active. By the way, obviously, if you follow him on on Twitter and so on, he's very much active in the Android space. He's he's he has not left Android. He's just shifted his his focus on them. Um. Let me see here. Okay, so I'm noticing some of the conversation uh, are in there. How's England? And okay, so they're talking a little bit. Uh, so let's go ahead and play the video. I do want to play por portions of it. I want to play a little bit because I want to show you guys. Um, not that I'm not that I'm trying to show off my, my interviewing skill, but I was actually very happy that I was able to sit down with Finbar. Uh, like I said, it's been a couple of years. So let's see if the audio plays well. First thing I will say this. Thank you for a very. Let me know in the comments if the audio is coming through. Information rich event. Um, I was expecting a lot of information. I was expecting a lot of new announcements. The last time we sat together, we talked. Um, actually, you and I were on uh, Miriam's podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And she was joking about like the last time you and I were sitting together, we were again at another MediaTek event. Um, so thank you for inviting me. So yeah, that the, the not that I don't want to you know have us watch it. The, the the video is going to be live after, but. Uh, it was just the introduction. We haven't had a chance to sit down together. And uh, this year, we didn't interview uh, Finbar with Mary. We, it was a, we interviewed another executive at uh, Media Tech. It was Eric. Um, so I, I got a chance to, as soon as I was done with her podcast, which will be coming up live, I uh, got a chance to talk to him. So let's talk I mean, a little so bit here. 1,200 love your implementation of okay. the Messi 9000. What, what does it represent in Media Tech? Sure. Well, first of all, thanks, Dick. I appreciate it with you again in person. And I'm glad in person, I'm glad yes. the event was, was useful. I, 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 and yeah, thanks for the words on Dimensity 9000. It truly is, I think, a, a big step forward for MediaTek. And I yeah. think hopefully we reflected that in our enthusiasm. Came yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it is the culmination of many, many, many years of hard work by many, many, many different teams inside yes. of MediaTek. But as our CEO said, I mean, the time is right now, right, for MediaTek. You know, we've seen tremendous growth in our business. We've seen tremendous success with the front, front base of our products. 
really wanted to like focus on that flagship chair, which we felt we, we hadn't quite landed in, in, in previous of they, they did that at the beginning of the show, which uh, was a little bit uh, like a little bit weird. I'm like, okay, so we're, today we're going to talk about the F word. Um, yeah, no, uh, very, very nice. So obviously the F word was meant for flagship, but we'll, we'll, let's watch. We're going to talk about the F word. Like, what kind of show? Toaster uh, from microwave. Uh, they had a, a rowing bike, uh, three TVs, tablets galore, homeless uh, books. Um, oh my God! Even IOTs, a soap dispenser. IOTs. Yeah, yeah. No. If you use anything Amazon, you have been using MediaTek for some time, and you just didn't realize it. Um, especially with the tablets. Two, two billion consumer electronics devices every year. It's amazing. It's amazing that um, it's, it's like you're there, but nobody really knows. But then. You start appreciating some of the new technology. Like, like I said, the direction with me with the Mexican 9000 for me was um, very much yes. You know that that kind of like you know you, you get a goal, you're running and you're doing it. And um, obviously, I'm sure you've gotten this question many many times. I'm sure everybody wants to know: Is there anything you can tell us roughly, maybe potentially, who could be you know, or when can we start seeing? So again, I got the question. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tommy hit me up on on Twitter, and he was like, "Yeah, what devices are going to be getting it? Who's going to be playing the game, and who's going to be releasing it first? So this was me kind of like blatantly to say, "Hey, tell me what can we talk about? What can we do?" And you know, surprisingly, he kind of gave me some hints, uh, a little bit of hints that I don't think most people would have realized. But like here, watch this part. Tech or the next nine thousand possibly. Well, we, we've said a little bit about it, so I'll say what I can say. I mean, obviously, no customer has announced yet, but we are sampling multiple customers. All the major customers uh, in the Android space that we work with in China are all sampled with the pilot and working on something or other. There's quite a bit of selection on that table right there yeah. that I can draw some, draw some conclusions from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, who's going to launch first and who's going to be out there. But we expect the first devices to be in the market um, about the end of Q1. Okay. So within a very, very soon, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm sure there will be more that will follow from there. And naturally, you know, I think. It's, it's fair to assume they will start from the China market. Yeah. China market's already um, very heavily penetrated with 5G. We already have a large market share of the 5G yes. market in China. You know, we obviously have those those tight partnerships with those major OEMs, um, and I think we can expect something from, from there. But I think we will also see it expand out into other regions, uh, maybe later in 2020. I was going to say, Europe has been, uh, there's a quite a few number yeah. of devices. So, I've been blessed and lucky enough to be able to try and. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, guys. The audio is, is is not good. I know. I'm sorry about that part. The video is going to be live. So I was trying to do is just give you guys real quick. Uh, for anybody that wants to watch the video, the video is going to be live again as soon as the show is over. Hold on, let me just turn it on here. And um, well, so the the short the, the big part of the interview was obviously focused on UV Tech and what they're going for. So what we're talking about right now, obviously, is. The Dimensity and the 9000, they're focused on what they're trying to shift and change in the Dimensity 9000 
the perception that everybody had of what MediaTek was offering, right? So let me go ahead and do this one here. I'm going to make it unlisted so you guys can watch it now if you guys want to jump into it. Uh, here is get shareable link. And so here we are. So this is the actual video. It's live. Uh, it's available on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube's, but it's uh, in un uh, unlisted uh, portion. So the audio there obviously is much much better. Um, I'm going to try to keep going through. Want to play a few clips of it. It's not a very long video. It's only about 16 minutes as an interview. But again, when we jump into what we're looking at here, what what is it that we're talking about as far as technologies? MediaTek hasn't done. MediaTek has not done this before, right? That's the exciting part. And what you're seeing there is literally after us coming out of a, 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 a the morning session yesterday, we they talked about their TVs, their new technologies coming in for the TVs with 8K processing. Uh, also talking about Micron and the, the obviously the the LPDDR5X that they talked uh, that they were going to be including, and they're working with Micron to be one of the first manufacturers to support that. All of these things are big moves for MediaTek, and to a certain point, it's also new to them, right? So this is where kind of like the cautions and the excitement kind of comes in. I'm excited to see what they have to offer. I'm excited the fact that they are jumping into the next uh, level of uh, processing power. But you also want to be kind of also be a little bit um, conservative when you're looking at setting your expectations because it is the first time. Uh, how is it going to be processed? How is it going to be accepted by OEM? Now, we already knew that the 1200 series performed very nicely on, uh, let's say, an Oppo or a OnePlus or a Xiaomi or a Vivo. 1200 was intended to be a mid-ranger, so those were those are the expectations you got. So you'd assume that with more more performance power, better you know smaller architecture going into the or better improved architecture with the four nanometer as opposed to seven, and going in with you know more more performance concerns that they're going in there. I think Juan Carlos posted an article that was very good this morning. I don't know if it was this morning or last night. Um, he's talking about basically you know the concerns that maybe that we're going down a path that is very similar to the 888. Uh, more power-consuming, more power-hungry system that could potentially provide us with more temperature concerns. So we need to see this. They're focused, and, and he'll talk about a little bit more in the interview where he talks about more uh, about more power performance uh, optimizations for their 5G modem, uh, low power consumption for their uh, for their 5.6 or sub-6, um, sorry, tech, uh, 5G technology that they're focusing on. The Messity 9000 will not feature millimeter wave. That's one thing that was an interesting approach. So there's not... There may end up being a version of the 9000 that supports it, but this version that they announced today does not. He mentions that it will be more of a parallel activity, meaning a parallel launch event. So it's interesting to see what they offer there. Um, uh, the stream quality of the hotel. Yeah, so yeah, that was the other thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on a hotel network. Um, there's, there's that part of it that's playing in here. Uh, and then, of course, I don't want to mess with the network concerns, but it is obviously on a hotel Wi-Fi. So I'm... I'm I could not be on 5G. The location that we're in here is a beautiful and amazing location, but unfortunately, the location is so close to the beach that it is also somewhat on a, on a cliff. Below the cliff, closer to the beach, uh, we are blocked from most of the towers, so my connection to T-Mobile, at least, is barely on an LTE, and at best, and sometimes I hit HSPA+. Plus. <laughs> That's how bad it is. So I could not run the stream from it. Otherwise, I would have totally done it on 5G. Uh, and yes, so there are some concerns. Um, but I think it's also because of the way the display and everything is done. Um, maybe, let me, let's try this one thing. Okay, so right now what I'm doing here is, let me see here. Let me just bring out the video from where it is. I'm gonna try one thing and I'm gonna see maybe that fixes our problem. Uh, what, I'm, what I mean by this is I'm gonna actually run it as my main screen. So let's go and disconnect this one. This should not do anything to the stream. Okay, so I'm gonna make the video and I'm gonna share. So stop sharing, yeah, boom. And I'm actually gonna just share my screen. Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. 
Oh my god, okay, I did not realize we could do this. Okay, hold on, guys, I think we may have fixed the problem. Okay, so here it is, TK, and here. Thank you for a very... Please tell me if this is better. ...information-rich event. Um, I was expecting a lot of information. I was expecting a lot of new announcements. The last time we sat together, we talked. Um, actually, you and I were on uh, Miriam's podcast. In so uh, for everybody in the chat, if you don't mind, please let me know how does it sound way better. Okay, good, 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 good. Oh my God. So the solution was in front of me and I was paying attention to none of it. Uh, let's jump over to the area we were in before. Uh, so real quick. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Aditya, for, for pointing that out. I know it, there's that hotel part, but I think this may fix my problem. Later in 22. I was gonna say, Europe has been, uh, there's a quite a few number of devices. So. I would say I've been blessed and lucky enough to be able to try and uh, use some of the devices mm -hmm. that you guys have, have been featuring, like the Vivo, we fixed it. the Oppos, We're fixing the, it live. The Minos, yep. um, yeah. Literally, I mean, you had a, one chart there that was covering. So those, literally those devices, this is how many devices they released. And this is 2021. You could see in that, in that chart, I was trying to keep it in there. So Dimensity, uh, this is the 1100, the AI, the 1200 that we talked about. Um, let me just bring the audio on this one. We'll play this, and then the next chart that kind of jumps on jumps on after that. You see the Realme is in there as well, and then here we jump into the Dimensity 700, the 700 series, the 800U, uh, the 820, the 900. All of those things are devices that are powered by them. So very, very, very big uh, experiences here. Exciting part is the flexibility and the feature set that you've improved in the mid-range area, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what excites me to the next level. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned 5G a little bit on the conversation. Yep. Uh, and for everybody, if you didn't watch the show or you were not watching the live stream, uh, there was some discussion regarding that you guys are also going to be looking into MMWave in the future. Yep, yep. But it seems like, it is it going to be with the, the 9000 or is it going to be more? It's, it's in parallel. Okay. So, I mean, I think, no secret, our focus in 5G has been sub-6 and we really focused early on optimizing sub-6 solutions and really focused, mm -hmm. I think, on delivering more advanced sub-6 features mm -hmm. and really optimizing the low-power implementation for sub-6. I mean, how many times did our CEO say low-power yesterday? I mean, I, I know what I have oh, to say it, back to him. It, when it's, I... it's, a, it's an absolute, it's a big demand for, especially when we start, like when we first looked at 4G LTE, when the way 4G was implemented, and then we start seeing 5G come up. See, their, their focus is very much on trying to provide a, a lower power consuming modem experience. They are going to work with their own modem. So that's one of the other things I know some people may be wondering, are they using Intel? Or are they using Samsung's? No, this is going to be an integrated solution for everything built in. Their 5G modem has been proven and it's been working in uh, European countries. If when and if they do bring that, that type of hardware to the US, it would need to be certified. But yeah, they're using a tried and true modem that they've released and they've used with other versions of the 1200. I mean, they, they've had 5G devices for literally the last two years. That was the beginning of the Dimensity series. It was getting them into the 5G era. And Ahmed, I do appreciate the offer on the, the recommendation on OBS. Unfortunately, I'm not using OBS because I'm using uh, StreamYard. If I was using, um, you know, Restream, then yes, I totally could have fixed that part. Uh, what I wasn't, what I was trying to do was essentially share it as a screen. And now because it's embedded as part of this, it definitely works better and it, it, it's almost like it's part of the same stream and it doesn't have to buffer as much. So hopefully it works much, much better. So let's jump back in there. 5G is a very hungry modem yeah. uh, and the, anything you can optimize from either, like you guys jumped into the four nanometer chipset, yeah. if you skip five, you're like, we're not gonna play that. No, no, play that, you know, hold my beer kind of thing. Yeah. Um, going in there, power consumption, obviously you wanna be able to reduce that. 
but then also you're focusing on the medium that I guess is most commonly available. Exactly. Sub six is literally everywhere. Everywhere, and um, 85, 90 percent of 5G is is still sub six, right? Globally. But I'm still excited the fact that you guys are not forgetting about the no. the the true power hungry MM wave capabilities, um, and you know obviously Verizon in the U.S. pretty much the only carrier we have. Yeah. Very small amount, I think, with some of the other carriers. Yeah. Um, no, we see millimeter wave as an important technology, yeah. and it, it is an important technology for the wireless industry. And as 5G, you know, we're all excited about the opportunities 5G is going to bring, not just in smartphones, but beyond smartphones. And yeah. that's going to require, you know, ever more dense networks, ever yeah. more capability, ever more capacity. And millimeter wave, by necessity and the, the lack of spectrum, is going to play a role there. For us, it's just a matter of timing mm -hmm. and when, right? But we have a parallel track. We are um, have millimeter wave technology. We've made some public announcements with infrastructure vendors and mm -hmm. operators, and you know, interoperability testing of our millimeter wave solution. Mm -hmm. We have said we expect to see the first smartphone in the U.S. market with millimeter wave next year. Okay. So we will see millimeter wave technology launch. So it, I don't know if you guys noticed that there was that bit of information that we haven't heard before. So before millimeter wave is a big thing, obviously millimeter wave in the U.S. is very much a Verizon kind of exclusive concept of conversation. There is other implementation with T-Mobile and AT&T, but for the most part, they're the ones known for it. They actually showcased millimeter wave way longer than 5G, sub six 5G for the longest time. But if you notice there, the specifically the specificity, the specific ah. The specific point he's saying is that we are going to see a five millimeter, sorry, a millimeter wave uh, modem and device with MediaTek powered ISOC. So let's let's play that one more time. Like I said, it was very interesting listening to when you talk to somebody like this. Again, you get to learn it's some public more. Public announcements with infrastructure vendors and mm -hmm. operators, and you know, interoperability testing of our millimeter wave solution. We have said we expect to see the first smartphone in the U.S. market with millimeter wave next year. Okay. So we will see millimeter wave technology launched with MediaTek in, in 2022. So you say, again, they're, they're focusing on the market and we are going to start seeing some more showcase technology from them. Um, and I'm with you, Greg, uh, for medical purposes, obviously, but it's also for, for broadcast. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but broadcast networks or people that are remote broadcasting, like again, with the, the Xperia Pro that we played with and, and Juan and I were doing some of those uh, live testing with them. Uh, it was heavily relying on the 5G technology at millimeter wave on Verizon to be able to do 4K upload and download. Uh, and this is the only technology that you're able to do. Stadiums will also have uh, you know millimeter wave. Uh, but right now, I think the concern that, or maybe the, the main thing that we want to keep in mind is sub six 5G is the standard. And I think it's where everybody, where every company is trying to optimize for. If they're able to provide us an amazing low power consuming experience with their modem with the, the, the Mensity 9000, it's going to be very good. And I think I was looking at Dominic Dominic's comment right there real quick just a second ago. Uh, TK, Samsung's uh, five nanometer is roughly equivalent to the TSMC seven nanometer. Absolutely. It, it, it's the what we're looking at right now is the, the evolutionary into the next, you know, the, the Cortex X2 Cortex X2 processor that we're getting in there. The prime core that we're getting here on the on the brand new Dimensity 9000 It's a shift. It's a change, but it still runs on one prime, three mid and four low power. So you're still running the same architecture to a certain extent and you're just trying to squeeze more power. My worry is that we're we're not. Well, it, it's hard to tell this. At this point, I'm, I, I want to see more provided devices that pr explain to us or give us at least the understanding of how is management of temperatures, power draw. Sorry, power draw is going to be done on the device like this. So definitely for sure. Uh, yeah, 
5G is okay. So Sravan's uh, uh, actually saying here is in India at least two more years more for 5G. It's going to be something coming up. Right now, for the most part, the benefits of 5G are not necessarily speeds. I realize a lot of people focus on speed as a title because it's 5G as opposed to 4G. The, ben the main benefits of 5G right now are mostly uh, better market coverage and better optimizations for the networks for the operators. And what it does for them is it does give us somewhat faster connection, but it's more reliable indoors and other markets and better coverage. Where 4G LTE and 5G right now may have similar speeds if you run a speed test between the two. Uh, having the 5G is mostly for optimization. So once we see more of an uh, embedding into that, we're going to obviously you'll see the benefit there with better coverage and more people being able to. And especially in many ways, they can also leverage taking some stress off of the 4G LTE network, which will improve connectivity. So in a weird way, 5G is there to also help 4G uh, become a better connectivity. But it, if it's not there, you're right. It takes time for things to kind of get better. But let's 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 keep going real quick here on that one. Oops. That's not what I want to do. Is going to play a role there. For us, yeah. it's just a matter of time. I think will be more of a you know business opportunity for us when we when we get there. Absolutely, and and some of the other vendors also that we're talking um, at the event. They, they didn't come on yesterday. They came on today. We're talking about basically. Uh, uh, Micron was talking about LPDDR five X. Demonstrated going to be coming in on devices with MediaTek. Um, to me, it, it's it's like okay if if you were. You were expecting one thing, and then it's like no, but then there's more. And <laughs> and we heard everything about D9000 yesterday: the triple ISP, 18-bit processing, uh, 8K encoding, decoding, um, 1080p, 180, 4K, sorry, 2K at 144. Like I'm looking at all these charts, Spikes. I'm like, oh my god! Like <laughs> this is seriously like it's a, it's it's a, it's a lot. That's what it's I said. A it's, it's a, a lot, lot of information. Um, and of course, the new wi the the new Wi-Fi chipsets that you guys are yep. jumping in with the Wi-Fi 6E, uh, just. just literally like um, facilitating the communication uh, that the band. The excitement that you see there is literally the best way I can describe it is kid in a candy store and you're just going crazy. That's, this is the stuff that I geek out on this thing. This is the stuff that excites me. This is the reason why I'm in the in making YouTube content and being, you know, trying to provide as much experience as possible. It, it's a very weird. Um, place but this is like truly it, i mean it's work but it's fun at the same time um and and the time just literally flies by uh the first day i was here literally i was up to like one o'clock in the morning i didn't realize it was one o'clock in the morning that's how much fun it is and i got a chance again we got a chance to hang out with a lot of people but finbar is absolutely amazing um and, and as, a, as a person but also as an interviewer because he's obviously done many of these so talking to him and again being not that it wasn't the first time we've talked it was very exciting. So yeah, you see a lot of geeking out. I understand it's purely out of excitement, so for sure. It's a tremendous success and a lot of our revenue growth and... What, and jump back or the, that, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the that, future, but that... That segment is... Okay, so this is this is the part when I start talking to him a little bit more about the 1200 and the 1100 future. Not that I'm not excited about the 12, the, the Dimensity 9000, but the reality, we kind of also need to talk about mid-rangers. This is, again, what they've been doing great at for the last year. Oh, here it is. Love 1200. Has there been, is there anything that you may be, or can you talk anything about maybe the potential future of what 1200 or the, that, oh, yeah, the, yeah, the that, future? But that, that segment is very important for us as well. Yeah, because yeah. I feel and, like that, that is and, the solid foundation, yeah, I feel like. And, yeah. and we saw tremendous success and a lot of our revenue growth and, and all of the OEM brands that you mentioned earlier 
um, was very, very important for us last year. And that is an important category in the global 5G market. It's not the flagship tier, it's something below that. It, it still demands significantly high performance, but maybe not the bleeding edge performance no, of, yeah, yeah. of the flagship. And there's some nuance there we can optimize differently. So yeah, that's a segment we're not ignoring. The 1200 is not the end of the line there. So hopefully- We, we will have more to say okay. very soon. I, that, that was my thing. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love, um, you know, D9000, and I want to see how the performance kind of mm -hmm. goes in there. Uh, but I also want to see also, you know, the next conversation when it comes yeah. down to 1,200, 1,100, or maybe even other numbers, obviously. And, and we will leverage as much of that technology between those two as we can. But clearly, they're hitting different price points. They're hitting different performance points. There will be some trade-offs we'll make in the, in the tier. But we're not forgetting that tier. There'll be more to say on that. Absolutely. Again, it, it, I think a lot of people in, in most of the other, I guess, content created or anything content put around it, again, was mostly focusing on the 9,000, which he should. Uh, but it is something that always kind of interests me. It's like, you know, we're moving into bigger, better. We always want to make sure that even we're taking care of the mid-range. Um, and I do want to real quick uh, yeah, recognize, uh, you know, the, hold on. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. So uh, uh, the, the, the Comcook, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I'm just a regular user, first time, uh, first time um, on your live stream, and it's very educational. Thank you very much. I'm very happy that you're able to join us, and I'm very happy that you find you know, the excitement and the content that we're trying to provide together here is as entertaining as, as, as I'm hoping you would find it. Uh, it is, uh, like I said, it, to me, it's, uh, it's something that I find um, exciting. And I also find very, very nice to be able to work with the companies that make the phones, but also the companies that make the hardware that powers that phone. So yeah, definitely the Dimensity 9000 is, it's, it's a big promise. And I want to see them also focus on the 1200 and the 1100 and the successors to that one as well. Okay, let me jump real quick. I think there's a few more. We can do that in there. And then, so the last thing I, I want to kind of, maybe kind of bring it together. Again, thank you for spending some time with us. Um, so we talked D9000, we talked about, you know, Wi-Fi 6E and so on. Mm -hmm. You also talked a little bit about Wi-Fi 7. Yeah. So this is like, you know, another we're talking surprise. another little thing, <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, uh, maybe I'll let you talk about. Like, I don't want to circumvent. So maybe talk to us a little bit about Wi-Fi seven in, in MediaTek and. Well, I mean, Wi-Fi is the other critical wireless connectivity it's, technology, it's, right? It's, Let's, you know, yeah. and so I think we made significant investments in five G. I think over the last two years, we've demonstrated our leadership in five G, not just on the business side of it, but also on the technology side of it, with many firsts. Yes, you know, with different features, different modes, first with SA, first with TDD plus FDD, now exactly. the first with three carrier aggregation, et cetera. And we will keep pushing that forward. But Wi-Fi technology, I think, is, is also a critical wireless technology. And MediaTek, you know, I think we've been known for having the broadest breadth of Wi-Fi products, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a big thing that I, yeah, again, one of the reasons why I said uh, their MediaTek's approach to business is very different than what Qualcomm and some of the other OEMs are. Because at the end of the day, MediaTek is about connectivity. It's about getting you to what you need as fast as possible and as best possible connection. Wi-Fi 6E was also a big announcement that they did that uh, yesterday and the day before. But Wi-Fi 7, literally like the next generation of Wi-Fi 7. We've had Wi-Fi 6 for some time. E obviously is the next iteration. But demoing something, what can we do with Wi-Fi 7 and capabilities of providing us even better connectivity and interconnectivity between our devices, that's the future that I'm excited about. Again, one of the reasons why we're kind of you know, jumping into it. Um, but uh, they also have a lot of routers. I mean, they're in routers. They're in a whole bunch of different connected uh, you know, connections. Um, Matt, welcome back. Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, dude, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things going on. 
And as you guys probably already know, we're talking about MediaTek. We're talking with Finbar uh, Moynihan. And so let's jump back real quick into that conversation. Are pretty much everything in the Wi-Fi space uh, uh, from most of your mobile uh, profile IoT. is it's literally like I, especially Ever. IoT or automation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but we I think we've made the deliberate decision just like we did in 5G. We also have made the deliberate decision driven by our, our CEO and, and top managers to be in the leading wave of Wi-Fi technology going forward. So yes, we've already delivered a full suite of Wi-Fi 6E solutions, mm -hmm. so they're all available. You've, we've talked about them before in our in our Phylogic line. Yeah. But the next major push is Wi-Fi 7. And I think my colleague James talked about this in the event this week, but I think the pandemic maybe has fueled this, but the standards are moving even faster than they have on a historical basis. And I think it really is pandemic driven where people are just looking for more and more connectivity. It, it, it was a wake up call that I don't think any and, and so that actually was a very big point that I realized a lot of us probably recognized this or realized this about a year ago or so when we all started to actually re leverage our connectivity and being online and working and doing things at home. Our Wi-Fi connections and our modem uh, quality has been definitely pushed to the limit and we realize how much we need. Having the fact that my wife, myself and my son were all online at the same time at the same uh, doing things together. One of the main reasons why I realized my network connection at home was not sufficient to sustain that many people at the same time. You know, me creating content or doing live streams, but then my son being on, online doing his homework, my wife using her computers and so on. So, yeah, definitely. This is something that I feel like it's good that they're focusing on it and that they're looking towards the future. And Wi-Fi 7 obviously is going to be the future. It just we need to see the capabilities. Sorry about that. So let's let's go ahead and continue real quick here. Let me jump in. A few minutes more here, I think it's 12 minutes. Don't get me wrong, 1,200 and 1,100 are amazing. 1,000 was amazing, yeah. and it, they fit the market that they're going into. Um, but I've wanted to see MediaTek at the forefront, uh, literally like headbutting with some of the other competitors mm -hmm. in the market, because the reality is you already have the market share. Mm -hmm. Now you just have to, you know, I'm not saying you should have to, but you, you are going to basically say, look, we're here and we're here to play, yeah. and uh, mm -hmm. we're not only going to deliver, we're going to over-deliver because that's that's the way you should expect what we do. Yeah. We're reliable. We use us. You use us every day. Uh, I personally use uh, you know Chrome OS, uh, Chromebooks. Um, the pandemic, obviously, as you can imagine, yeah. the massive demand, yeah. the growth. I, I think I saw somewhere where like ninety six percent was uh, the the growth in sales. Oh, crazy. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. So that's one of the other things I think a lot of us, I'm sure a lot of us already kind of recognize Chrome OS, Chromebooks have been a massive, in the US at least, a substantial number, I would say almost all the kids that went to school and they were doing homework, uh, studies from home were provided a Chromebook from their schools for them to actually do their homework and their their uh, their uh, assignments and so on. And remember, they went through about a year and a half worth of schooling, half of the second half part of their a year and a half ago for 2020 for their school and then the beginning and all of last um entire school year was running on Chrome OS. So sales of Chromebooks have gone high, but the fact that MediaTek can provide us, and we'll talk about that as far as a long, long battery life, that's the big game changer. You know, using ARM, using more efficient power, uh, power management and uh, computing power to run Chrome OS, as opposed to, let's say, running an Intel i5 or an i7, will give you a better experience in the long run, for sure. Oh uh, man, hold on. Okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, uh, sorry. Here is just uh, uh, Sarvan saying, TK Wi-Fi 6 is surprisingly uh, uh, faster and have uh, good speed in my Pixel and uh, in iPhone 13 Pro. Um, iPhone actually is giving half, giving me half the speed. It depends on how the modem and uh, software update. But yes, no, no. The, the Wi-Fi 6 connectivity and and coverage, especially for the home, 
has been a, a, a very big jump forward. And the fact that we finally are now getting more devices, especially obviously, you know, Pixel 6 and, and iPhone and Samsung's and so on, obviously the high-end flagships are always going to support it. But the fact is, again, jumping in and figuring what the next level can do for us and provide us, that's that's the exciting part. So Wi-Fi 7 obviously is not something that is going to be coming out in the next month or at, at CES. I think this is purely a demo. Um, they talked a little bit more about that, uh, that more than likely is going to be something more like late 2022 into 23. But the fact that we can see an early demonstration of what the capabilities can do and are is exciting. This is, again, looking towards the future and CES being and how whatever it ends up becoming how it is this year or next year, I think early next year. I'm excited to see what they offer. And that's one of those things we want to see. So for sure. Um, uh, Vish News in there. Hey, hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for, for stopping by. Matt is, uh, you know, I, I generally watch <laughs> I genuinely watch everything that TK does. I'm not a fanboy or anything, uh, but TK is an awesome with same, same thing with Juan. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I, literally, this could not have been any better other than, you know, Juan and I being able to uh, cover this event. And um, I'm trying to work myself my way to bring in conversations so that we can have better communication between myself, Juan, and as well as MediaTech. So hopefully for the next, for the upcoming event. So yeah, for sure. I'm with you, man. Uh, my buddy, I, I'm missing my buddy and having my buddy with me, uh, man. Uh, so yeah, the video, uh, if you if you don't want to miss it, I am going to share the video link. Obviously, it is going to go up. I, w I didn't want to put it as its own video uh, on its own. But again, uh, I probably will post it, maybe make it live tomorrow morning for people that want to be able to see it. But it will be unlisted for the rest of the day uh, for everybody to be able to watch it if you guys want to um, on that one. But let's let's recap it. I think there's a few minutes left into that one and jump back in. Astronomical. Yeah. Um, but it made us realize how much we can enjoy using Chrome OS, you know, ARM-based. Um, low power consumption, massive All day battery life. Yeah. You guys ever a 16 hour battery yeah, yeah. on like Chrome OS? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the longest flight plus then some. Yeah, yeah. And, and just being able to create um, using, you know, obviously Chrome OS, um, not necessarily even being connected. You can create and do everything you want. And once you connect, it just syncs up. Yeah. So um, thank you. And I, I will be watching with binoculars, just focusing on, on the future of MediaTek. And I'm excited to see that you guys are stepping yeah, no, it up. It's, it's an exciting time, I think, you know, like a lot of the technologies you mentioned, they're obviously critical and core to the businesses we're in. Oh, absolutely. And, and if but you think as so many different industries, uh, even if it's not, uh, even with the TVs, we're talking 8K streams, uh, you know, video conferencing, you know, family, just it, it, it's seriously, it's interconnected. You're connecting the world. Exactly. Um, and it's not just on the mobile devices, it's everywhere. Home, IoT, everywhere. And I think what's critical is the technologies are going to fuel the next phase of growth for MediaTek because these are just on the mobile devices, it's everywhere. So this, it, so this is the other event. Well, not the the, the TV section. The, the TV section. So it's the Pentonic um, uh, series of devices. So the MediaTek Pentonic uh, 2000. It's going to be powering some of the new TVs coming up in the next year, late last next year. If you notice right there, it says 8K at 120 hertz refresh rates. Uh, intelligent view, uh, exceptional picture quality, obviously outstanding performance with AI, uh, extra, extraordinary UI, uh, UX and global platform. Um, but one thing that doesn't show up on this chart is the fact first, it's a seven nanometer chipset based architecture, not four nanometer. It's still a massive improvement over what we've seen in the past. But the other part is it also focusing on trying to support uh, online gaming, streaming uh, services, so that it actually transforms the experience of what we have right now, having to connect a separate device to our TV to play these games. So imagine having to be able to, be, I don't know if this is going to be exactly how they streamed it, but if you'll say Xbox Pass, running on your TV with your gaming controller without having to have a, uh, an actual Xbox sitting there. 
that's a massive game-changing experience when it comes down to TV. So I'm for that one, I'm very, very happy. Jacob Finn's A, hey man, Finn, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. Um, and um, Servithius is asking us, also, uh, um, also, does the latest version of ColorOS finally have uh, lockdown made in the security settings uh, to disable uh, biometrics uh, from user uh, menu. Uh, so I think I'm, you're you're referring to this. Okay, the, the finally have lockdown made uh, in the security. I don't. I need to fi fire up my last version of ColorOS. I'm still running on the beta for ColorOS 12 on my Find X3 Pro, but I have not powered it on for the last three weeks. I'll be very honest with you guys. I've been using so many different devices and jumping on this, so I'll have to double check. As far as the resolution of the of the, uh, the refresh rate conversation, actually, this is the first time I've heard on them being capping it at 48 hertz. Uh, the S21 Ultra it was supposed to go further than the S20 and the S20 Plus uh, with the with the refresh rate dropping to 10 hertz. That was one of their biggest focuses that they were doing. So I'm I'm, I'm definitely very I'll I'll have to look into that a little bit more. I, I did not hear about the conversation, meaning that there were some capping concerns. But the, the, what I wanted to kind of circle back real quick before we finish this is that the Pentonic 2000 chipset is seriously moving smart TVs. And again, from having just started to use a TCL TV, which is very exciting to see what they've done because they work with them all the time, having some of these capabilities in the next, uh, next year or two versions of those devices, it's going to be just amazing. Um, I, I don't know how much 8K I'm going to be watching, but honestly, a better experience on 4K or 1080 will still be improved by just having the sheer horsepower that they're putting in here. Um, and of course, thank you very much for the man, the myth himself, not myself, Matt Tyler. Uh, December is almost here. We're going to get some play, some gaming with the new maps on Call of Duty. Uh, the man, the legend, Matt Tyler himself. And um, make sure you check out his content. He's amazing, honestly. Uh, streaming games and providing content, TikToks and stuff as well. Um, and, and you know, hashtag not sponsored, but of course, uh, doing some nice giveaways and collaborations with uh, Extreme Skin. So very nice. Looking forward to check it out. And thank you very much, man. Always, always appreciate your help and, and your support. Um, I'm not gonna, so uh, Savran saying, I'm not going to lie, ColorOS 12 is actually um, so optimized than Oxygen OS 12. Uh, sad to see, but uh, um, we have to wait for uh, the unified OS. So there's been a big change. ColorOS as a, as a as, so what we remember is there's this is the weird conversation, right? Um, the impression and and the uh, and the views of a certain color operating system is dependent on what you're looking or when you used it. If you've used ColorOS prior to ColorOS 11, meaning anything from the 7, 6, and 5, your experience may be different depending on what device you're using. It was definitely a lot slower. It wasn't very optimized, and updates for those were very slow. ColorOS 11 changed that conversation and it became much faster, much more optimized. And again, this was before they started to work with the Oxygen OS part. Oxygen OS shifted with, Oxy with, uh, color with Android 11 to a new UI interface. And that actually, for the most part, is going to stay around. It's not going away. All we're going to see at the reality at the end of the day, it's going to be a coming meaning that ColorOS will be the base and it's already a great base. And then Oxygen OS is going to be on top, running on top of it as a separate skin, kind of like how... Um, and I know you're going to be thinking of like, TK, why would you have a skin on top of a skin? We're talking basically the pure form of color OS as the base and then Oxygen OS running there. We're not talking an actual full version of Android color OS 12 and then Oxygen OS. So optimized, kind of like AOSP and, and Android on a pixel. It's different. And that's where I think the benefits are going to be. Also, unifying the teams between OnePlus and Oppo helps provide us better and hopefully faster updates and faster uh, turnaround cycles for updates for new versions of Android. So it's a great way for us to optimize and use the main benefits. And again, my main hope is we'll see 
some of the color science that we have in the Oppo camera applications transition over to OnePlus. And I think that's something that we've been missing. They've been improving a lot with Hasselblad and, and, uh, and what they've done in the past, uh, McLaren, different theming, so on. But at the end of the day, I feel like also we need a little bit better improvement on the color science on that side, for sure. Okay. Uh, let me see. Hey! <laughs> oh my God, I appreciate that. Good day. Uh, yeah, so everybody say hi to my uh, Mrs. Bay, Vanya R. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Um, and thank you, thank you very much for the support. Yes, uh, love, love having my wife jumping in. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Let's finish up the interview real quick. There's like, I think a couple of minutes left and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of bring, bring this conversation IoT back. everywhere. And I think what's critical is the technologies are going to fuel the next phase of growth for MediaTek because these are the critical technologies that are going to shape the next type of devices we're all going to be using Whatever yep. I cannot be. wait to hear <laughs> that there's a smartwatch or more connected, you know, XR, AR, a whole, a whole bunch of other things. I realize there are things you can't talk, obviously. Yep. I'm sure if, if D9000 is the current future that we're looking forward to, can you just imagine how much more there is that they can't talk about? That, that's the exciting. No, no, seriously. Like, I know there's, there's a certain, like, there, this is what we can. Yeah, yeah. And there's, but yeah. there's more to come. And, but that's what I love. So um, I can't wait. And then I say, again, thank you very much, Finbar. And, it's been a couple of years, but it's it's, it's almost good to like, be back in person. It's, TK. Absolutely, it's almost like it was a couple of days ago we exactly. haven't seen each other. So and we'll see you at CES. It sounds like I I will be there with bells on. <laughs> I, like, I will be there with bells on. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please, um, I will say this: I did talk to I was talking um, to one of my friends. We need to get you on on, on Twitter. I was trying oh, yes. to tag you. I've heard I that. I was trying to tag him this morning. I put out so some of the questions that I got today was for some of our followers. And I was trying to go online. I'm like, where is Finbar? I'm like, I can't yeah. So I went over and then they're like, no, he's not. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, something we have to address. So please, yes. When you, just, even just to be able to hear some news from exactly. any exciting things that you are able to share. I'll take that as a New Year's resolution. Yes, yes. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, hope you guys are doing well. Be safe, stay safe. And we're going to get back into the live stream. So get ready with your questions. First thing I will say this. Absolutely um, amazing part. Now, if I can just figure out, oh, here it is. And um, okay, so here, to remove from the stream. So, okay, geeking out, all excitement and everything aside, seriously, it was a very good informative conversation and I loved every minute of it. Um, what they were able to do and what they were able, what they're promising right now is a very big move for uh, a big player in the SOC market or even in the IoT department market, right? So the promise obviously is best performance experience on a MediaTek chipset is coming into the 9000. Makes sense. How is it going to be implemented? How we're going to see different uh, approaches and uh, what are what's going to be the pricing? Um, you know, is it going to be where you're able to save money and still get the bang for the buck experience? Is it going to be still the same con continu continued conversation we've seen with the 1100 and the 1200? That's the approach and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing from MediaTek in the future. Uh, performance and throughput. We saw some charts, we saw some information, and there was a lot of references to flagship 2021. And then there was also, uh, you know, Android flagship. And the, the, the terminology was a little bit, um, wasn't consistent. But I think the main thing that we're trying to demonstrate is that they're able to hang with the best of them. The Cortex, the, the architecture that they're using here with the X2 main core at running at 3.05 hertz, a uh, gigahertz, 
and the fact that they're also trying to jump into a triple ISP with 18-bit processing. This is very big, triple streams of 18 processing. So you're talking about the ability of getting uh, multiple cameras running at the same time and just getting the benefit of them. And this is also the first time they jumped into the triple ISP. They've typically stuck to the dual ISP configuration. So those things are very exciting to see. 5G, lower power consumption with 5G modem. I'm also excited to see how their implementations is. The reason I say this is because in the past, uh, with any device that I've reviewed or I've actually got a chance to play around with that is featuring, featuring a MediaTek processor, most of them were not optimized to run in my, in my area. So I never got 5G in the way it was intended. And as we heard, there's going to be a millimeter wave ver variant of a MediaTek processing uh, device in the US in 2022. So that's exciting. 5G millimeter wave, and I'm hopefully obviously supporting you know, millimeter wave, even sub six at the same time. Those are going to be some things that I'm very excited for. Uh, the future of the 1200 and 1100 uh, the SOC with the 800 and 900 series as well. That's also very, uh, very good. I want to see more of these devices in the US and of course more support. If Samsung's able to leverage the cost savings of what MediaTek is able to provide and still sell as many A series smartphones, this will be the be this is, will be the best way to do it because that's the best uh, correlation between the two. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I, again, the video I'm going to be posting video or making it live tomorrow morning. Today was mostly just to kind of showcase it inside of the stream, and I'm actually very happy to see that Streamyard handles the file right. I'm glad I had that file, and I didn't. I, I do apologize for the beginning part of it. I do need your help, and I do. I'm hoping you guys can help me out because. There are some things I want to be able to customize and, and change. Like, so I want to evolve. We're going to be hitting the hundred, hundred, hundredth episode in about three weeks. So next week is Thanksgiving. The week after that, next I'll be in, Mount, in Hawaii with Qualcomm. So our live stream from there will be from Qualcomm, and that's going to be live stream number ninety-nine. And at one hundred, I want to do a nice little revamp. Big thing I want to talk about is not to say that Saturday morning with tech is not an amazing title to a show. But I feel like we need to make it a little bit more specific to Android. So if you guys can think of anything, I'm trying to throw ideas like, you know, what I can call the show and whatever. But I want to make it more uh, title-wise specific to Android, uh, more so than Saturday morning with tech. Because I think from a, from a discovery and searchability, it's very hard to find something. Unless you knew about the show and you were a fan, as, you, as I'm sure all of you guys are, uh, it, it just hopefully will help us also kind of get the conversation opened up to even more people in the future. Um, so, uh, Sarvan, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, it yes. Yeah, so, like I said, Finbar was an easy person to interview because I've known him for some time. And this is again, um, like I've sat with him before. We've been, I've been with part of Miriam, uh, Miriam Joar. If you guys are not familiar with it, the Mobile Tech Podcast uh, was also that was the other show I was on prior to being with him. And the last time we were all together, we hung out. So. Everybody at MediaTek is very welcoming and very, um, you know, genuinely excited to be there and hanging out with all of us. And I was very happy to see what he what he was able to share with us. And again, amazing guy, Finbar, as you guys know, and he just he's in his new role now as the VP of uh, marketing for both U.S. and Europe. Very much, very recently, so he's uh, he's getting a lot of questions from a lot of people. Um, oh my God, uh, give DA money for one hundred. Uh, I like the trend. I. I but you know, let's let's figure it out. I think we need to wanna wanna see if we can get something, like help me rebrand it in a sense that it makes sense. Uh, I want to be able to open up and have more and more conversations actually with way more people, of course. Um, I like that one. Something so something specific, combining both of them, TK Bay and Android. Um, you know, I, I, I'm like thinking it's like how do I because there's so many Android specific ones, right? But like I want to, there has to be a specific way to kind of throw it in there and see what we can. Uh, 
You know, actually, it's not a bad idea, Matt. We we can definitely do an interview, and uh, we can definitely go start going question and question and see how are you making those shots, man. That's what I want to know. Those 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 sniper shots that you you know on Call of Duty is like crazy good. How are you doing that? And also, how soon can we get you to double check and see how my loadouts are set up on in Call of Duty so we can get better get better at the game, uh, especially with the new map, new the new Pacific maps. I think that are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Right now. Um, every time I, I every time I go on, it always gets in there for sure. Ooh, actually, I like that one. Hold on, hold on. Um, Sorbifius is actually saying it's pretty interesting. Android's Android's weekly recap with TK. I like that. The Android weekly podcast. The Android's weekly recap podcast. Where is a pen when you need? One? You know what? Actually, hold on. Or I have it on the show. I can actually definitely ping it and go back and check it out. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. And if you guys haven't had a chance, I, I know it looks a little bit weird. So um, Aditya just posted the uh, the link to Miriam Zwar's uh, the the podcast. I guess the mobile the mobile podcast. Uh, amazing uh, Theo, her her partners, amazing amazing people. Let's just say this. Um, a little bit of thank you for also for Miriam. She introduced me to Sony a few years back when I was trying to get in touch with them. So very much appreciated all her help for all the all the years and an amazing person. Always always amazing and always helpful. Um, and very easy to talk to. And uh, again, another thank you. She got she she helped me get into the, uh, the to my Tesla. She was helping me. She answered all my questions. She's been a Tesla owner for for a long time and drives it all over the place. So it was very much a very happy uh, coincidence for me. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Aditya's hitting with a good one. Android with Bay. Or is oh oh how, how about this? Is uh, um, Android Bay? Ooh, hold on. <laughs> now we're getting oh my god this is going to be a, across across the podcast with tk and android i like that one. It, yeah but then people are going to be like i'm copying matt and, and taking over across the podcast with tk and android i love that saturday morning with android ah you know what that's not a bad idea i like that one changing it over with tech and to make it an android i have to it, this is going to probably happen with the next three weeks or so i mean at the episode 100 i'd love to be able to see if we can kick it in um and Bay Weekly, Serbifius. I like that one. And, and, and Bay for, for, for... So I, as much as I like that one, the main thing for me pri primarily is I, I want to make sure that it's focused. Um, again, leveraging a lot of the XDA part, uh, background that I've had, and I, you know it's not going anywhere, but it's focusing on that so that we can bring it in, hopefully help a little bit more with discoverability on that one. Um, community poll on YouTube and Instagram, TK time, absolutely. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I need to post that up there and then start seeing uh, TK Android Bay. I love that. Oh my God. I, so I was playing idea this morning. I was I was planning on basically renaming it and putting it there, the, the TK Android Bay uh, podcast. Uh, you know, actually, it's not a bad idea. The TAB, so the tab as a shortcut, uh, TK Android Bay. Okay. That actually is a very good contender, Dominic. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I'll put that in there as well. Uh, Android is generic. So Android is generic, absolutely, which is the big part why I wanted to have that name fully spelled out in the title so that it actually be, does end up becoming, if somebody is looking for anything Android-related as a podcast, then it comes up. Right now, Saturday morning with tech, although it matched exactly what the show is supposed to be, it's a Saturday morning show talking about tech, it's very hard to discover this title. And I'm just trying to, like I said, it's more about uh, keeping the same format, what we do and what we want to talk, but make sure that people know that this is an Android uh, primary conversation, but we are still going to touch on everything, regardless if it's Android, iOS, macOS, iPadOS, and all of that good stuff. Um, 
Taking of XDA, uh, sorry, talking about XDA, the app needs some more love. Uh, the development on that one, yeah, it's it's a little bit. Uh, it's, there's been some challenges. There's been some changes going on with XDA, so I'm I'm not sure who's in charge of the app development at this point. Uh, but yeah, um, I like this one. Hold on, um, and oh, Android with Bay, Android with Bay. But maybe, but maybe spelled bay, maybe spelled bay with b a y, like Android with bay. Like that's not a bad idea. I like that. Android with bay. Welcome back to the Android with bay show. I'm your host T K Bay, the bay part of this conversation. I just, I just made an intro. <laughs> oh, T K's Android announcements. I love that. Android with bay. Android with bay. This is. Okay, you know what, Matt? I may have to take that. I may, I, I, I'm, I'm actually liking that a lot. Android with Bay. Okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to be using um, the Android with Bay. Uh, what is? I think there was another one. I think we just put out just a second ago. So Aditi, I did a really good job starting it. Android Bay at the beginning, yes. Uh, and then of course Saturday morning with Android. I think it's also a nice one from Greg. Um, but yeah, no, it, I want to keep it basically again very specific. But Android, the Android with Bay. It is very cool. I'll uh, I'll have to write it. Uh, TK Android Talk. I like that one as well. Sravan, uh, I think it was very, very nice as well. So I think we just need a few couple. So here, this one is um, Android with Bay. We have Matt and we have also Sravan uh, uh, right there with the TK, TK Android Talk. But sorry about that. Yeah, too much Diet Coke in the morning. Uh, not morning, lunch. Uh, so with that being said, we are at that, that point in the show where we are obviously at the TK section. If you're new to the show, you haven't seen it before. This is something that started a long time ago. It helps us showcase some of the some of the amazing people that are able to hang out with us every Saturday and kicking it with us and talking tech and, and enjoying it. And of course, I do want to say, of course, thank you very much to MediaTek for inv inviting me uh, and hosting me to be part of the show. Uh, and then, of course, being able to interview them and talk to them. They're an amazing group of, of as a company. And then, of course, uh, their PR and their, their executives are also very helpful and very open to helping and answering questions. So I, I will go back and start talking a little bit more about Android development. And as far as open source, that obviously will be something that we all need to know. And, of course, firmware updates, as we talked about it earlier. Uh, but if you haven't seen the show, we haven't done it before, uh, this would be a great time to start dropping in some of those TK Bay, hashtag TK Bay in, this, in the chat. And then we're going to kind of, we'll bring it up. We'll start talking about different answers. Uh, I am, like I said, focusing on renaming and rebranding the show, uh, mostly to be more specific to Android. And I feel like it becomes a little bit easier to, uh, to, to be discovered. Like Quan's has the SGTQA and everybody comes like, you know, Quan Bagnell's in there, is SGG in there is him. Um, so uh, for me, it's going to be something more specific to Android as I feel like this is basically what I'm really known for it to start with. Um, other than that, I think uh, next week is going to be it's a little bit of a holiday for us, but I'm going to be focusing back a little bit more on the standard regular video for, uh, format for us and then trying to, you know, kind of get ready for, uh, you know, actually going to Hawaii to support the, uh, the Qualcomm announcements and everything going on. Uh, the 898 is supposed to be basically, uh, again, even more powerful. If we saw anything from MediaTek today, it should be a nice, very nice, uh, like a uh, an appetite cleanser, an appetite, wetting our appetite a little bit more to find out what Qualcomm is going to have for 2022. And the fact is, or of course, how soon we're going to be able to see devices come out with it. Will Will Xiaomi jump in and, and release it? <laughs> Be, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Xiaomi jumps in and releases a, a, an 898 before the end of the year. That'll be an amazing uh, feat to do. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and start kicking it up. This time it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to go do it here. I'm going to say remove from studio. 
and we're going to share the same screen. This should actually be interesting because typically I do it on a separate screen. Uh, share a screen. Okay, so here. Uh, so this is going to be the TCA exception. Again, if you haven't seen it before, bam. It works as always as advertised. TK Bay always very much uh, like the best experience that we can actually get here, of course. So let's jump in real quick. Da, da, da. So here, Greg, thank you very much for hanging out with us. The TK Seption, uh, and then of course TK the man. Oh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate your help. Uh, Matt Tyler, the man, the myth, the call of the Call of Duty God himself, uh, hanging out with us. TK Seption, Android with Bay. I again, um, always, always in a DTF brother love. Always, always, and I, I did not get a chance to mention or talk about it, but. My hope is that you're doing much better at ET. I hope things are working out and everything. I, uh, I did not get a chance to touch base with you. It's been a busy week for me, uh, and I do apologize. I didn't mean to fall through for that. Uh, but again, I hope things are getting better. And um, Monday morning, we're all going to be talking again with Juan Carlos on the you know the SGGQA, and we'll see how the show is going there as well. Um, small, a little bit of a sneak peek. We're still trying to figure out the, the timing and the time frame for next week for Juan. Uh, I think there's going to be some, uh, we're going to try to figure out the timing for, for the uh, best of our week podcast. So that one, that one's doing great. Uh, let me see here. Aditya jumping back with us here. TKception, TKR Bay, TK Tesla Bay, getting in, getting the recognition deserved Bay. Appreciate it always. Uh, thank you for being an awesome, amazing human. Thank you for hanging out, guys. Thank you for all of the support that you guys are doing. Um, oh yeah, so here, this is another one. Uh, so Biffy says the AV1 support back with the 898, hopefully. I'm hoping for that because right now, it seems like if you truly want best AV1 decoding, it's gonna be, this is gonna be an, uh, right now, MediaTek, the Dimensity 9000 is gonna be where you wanna look. So it's definitely something interesting, especially for for, for Netflix consumption. Dominic Juan, thank you very much. TKception, TK Media Tech Bay. I like, isn't that like Media Tech Bay? I like that. Uh, Super Saiyan Bay, of course. Goku hanging out with me. I had to represent. There's different, you know, change different shirts and so on, but you got to represent with Goku, of course. Uh, TK Kara DTF, of course. Uh, uh, you know, it. it's a community, guys. I mean, the reality at the end of the day, the show is basically a great way for us to communicate, to chat, to recap, and to discuss different things. This week was amazing because we got a chance to talk some future stuff coming up that is, you know, something very much not everybody's going to be able to cover. Uh, Finbar was very gracious enough to actually allow me to sit down with him and talk to him in, in the middle of all of the other things that they guys they were trying to do and present yesterday. So it was a very blessed experience, and I hope uh, it obviously, you know, happens again, and I can't wait to see what they have at CES. So for sure, it's going to be an amazing experience. Um, let me see here. Android with Bay, thank you very much, everybody else. But yeah, no, for sure. What I would probably say is this. I hope you do well. I hope you do good. And I hope you guys have an amazing week uh, enjoying uh, and doing everything that tech and, and, and what entertainment and that you're able to do with that and just be good. And like I said, I've always said it actually, uh, connect and connect, get, to get in touch with somebody you haven't talked to for some time. I'm really sure that they're gonna be happy to hear from you and always know what you guys are doing. So be safe, stay safe. Jimmy Fire Dragon, thank you very much. I, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't want to miss that one as well. Uh, Matt Tyler jumping back with us again. I think there was one more from Matt uh, right there here. Uh, um, HDMI out for Pixel. Oh my God, I've been wanting that for years, uh, for sure. So thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. Finn, Dominic Wong, Greg, Jimmy Fire Dragon, Matt Tyler, Aditya, uh, Dural Xenos, uh, Info, uh, Info Pignon, thank you very much. Serbifius. Uh, everybody, Savran uh, and Finn, I think everybody hanging out with us was an amazing stream. So I'll see you guys next week. Be safe, stay safe, uh, and the video will go up tomorrow for the interview. Okay, I'll see you guys in the next show. Bye-bye for now.